0: Welcome back to
1: Forty Years to Freedom podcast. How are you doing today, Brett? I'm doing good. Well, I mean, I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, doing okay. I'm so used to just being like, yeah, I'm great. But yeah,
0: you know, sometimes we just have to say that though.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. You thank look good. It.
0: Thank you. You're glowing. <laughs> why, why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's a new highlight. Oh, love that. Yeah, just yeah, looks shining.
1: Great. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well this podcast well let's start with updates how's v because i know
1: you just had because we had to reschedule this a couple times yeah um okay she got a fever and um those just throw me you know i just panic at each one you just don't know what the outcome is going to be since her condition is like fever induced weakness um so she got a fever i couldn't break it we ended up going to er it's hard because it's like i'm just trying to make the best decisions for her like and some of them are game time decisions and um, <clears throat> I spoke to our neurology team in Utah the other day, and I talked to her pediatrician here. And Before you took her to the emergency room? Yeah, okay. and just to update them, like, what was going on and, like, her symptoms and everything and what I could be doing better. Um, Both of them suggested, like, you know, obviously keep an eye on her. If you feel like you have to go, you have to go. And um, it seemed like... <sighs> she was just her feet her fever was pretty bad and then she'd get the chills and she couldn't like regulate her temperature and at a couple different times i noticed like her lips were looking a little blue and that obviously is scary and stressful and but it's like my question am i questioning myself like is she a- you know what i mean like am i getting yep. in my head um and so i went and i asked brad i'm like have you noticed her lips look a little blue and he's like yeah i did So naturally, like, I just start looking stuff up and it's like, maybe she doesn't have enough oxygen in her blood. And um, those are all scary things. Veda has, um, goes into paralysis. And if her lungs go into paralysis when she gets this fever-induced weakness, like, it could be over for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And our neurologist was very um, um, pressuring to let us know when we first found out about this diagnosis how scary pneumonia could be for her. Her body isn't strong enough to fight off of infection like that. Um, And so... I was like, we got to go. You know, We're, we just got to go. It was like 6 p.m. Thursday night. Um, and it just it sucks because sometimes Brad and I aren't on the same page. You know, he we both have PTSD from the hospitals. And it's like, what can they do? We don't want them to poke her. We don't want them to like go get her blood because we just have this team that works so hard with us in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... He didn't have to go with me, but he came anyway. And it's just like the tension already, because I'm so scared for Veda, and then like the tension between your spouse and you when you like aren't agreeing on the care for your child, Um, but... I'm her mom <laughs> at the end of the day. And I'm going to always do what I feel in my gut we have to do. And yeah. so it just is what it is. And that's going to be our life sometimes. I feel like that's just how it's going to be. And I am glad we went. We had her lungs looked at. and um, It's
0: sh- not going to be your life really quick. I want to go back to that. Sometimes <clears throat> this is your life from this point forward. Right. It, this is your life always. Right. From now on. Right. So it really is. Don't ever overthink it.
1: No, definitely. And we, you just have to make game time decisions mm-hmm. when you're we, we have a child. Child that has chronic illness, you know, and her illness can be very serious and life-threatening. And I think it's hard for Brad to grasp that sometimes because um, he just is a optimist, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but I'm glad we went. We got her lungs x-rayed, and um, the doctor came in and he said, you know, it could be. A, well, we're seeing like a lower respiratory infection. He said, but there is a chance that that could be pneumonia um, because she is starting to try drinks by mouth. And we could, it could be like an aspirating pneumonia. And so it's like, of course, now it's scary. Then they're talking about admitting us and I don't want to be admitted and um, all these things and emotions. And so I just lose it because it's hard right now. It's just hard, you know? Yeah. And um, the nurse comes in and she just knows, like she could tell I'm just going through it. And she was so sweet. And then the doctor came back. And so sometimes I just feel like, is it a business or they really want to help? my baby you know Mm -hmm. Um, because they were talking about admitting us from the very beginning Um, I think my nurse went and told the doctor like I was struggling making this decision for her if we're going to get her blood and we're going to find out if she has this infection and so the emergency room doctor comes back in and he's like you know I looked at her x-ray again and I really do think that it's just a a viral infection and it's like I just went through all these emotions of like getting her blood getting admitted again like we're going through this whole thing she's going to go into this paralysis and it's just exhausting. Um and um at this time I was so glad Brad was there because he was so level headed about like the way the doctor explained it at first of like, well there's a thirty percent chance it's pneumonia. But there's seventy percent chance it's not because their RSV test would have came back positive. Yeah. So it's like he was able to like break it all down and he's like, I don't think we need to get her blood. I think that they're, you know, trying to rush us into things and so we ended up getting discharged with just the viral infection there's not much you can do for a viral infection it takes 2 to 5 days you know just like keep her hydrated keep her temperature down um so we went home and i'm glad we did she's doing good she does just have a cold and you know the fever portion of it's gone she's got a lot of like mucus and gunk um and And that's
0: super going around right now it is like everybody i know is sick
1: right and so brad's like you can't run there every time her fever gets high and it's like i didn't run there because i ran there because her lips were blue and there's nothing i can do at home to change that you Mm -hmm. know and so it just sucks that we are go through these like highs and lows um it's just gonna be how it's gonna be i guess and i'm always just gonna go with my mom gut that's just how it has to to be you know but we have she's doing good today and she didn't she did get a little bit dystonia again which sucks because we've gone we've gotten so far since that Um, but she didn't go into like the optimal weakness that she has which is always so scary um But we have a lot of good things coming up we're going to utah in two weeks Um, we're meeting with a bunch of our doctors and some new doctors a movement specialist who specializes in the dystonia part of things so maybe he can find a rescue drug that we give her during these fevers that kind of stop her brain from going into that part of the condition. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited about that. We're headed to Texas in a couple weeks for um, a three-week intensive therapy program, um, which I think is going to be good for Veda. Sucks she had this fever because that always sets her back a little bit, but all of her therapists here think that she'll benefit from it. Um, So we got all signed up for that and then we're headed to Chicago in the new year for another neurology appointment with a specialist that is studying her exact mutation which is going to be really helpful to us. Um, So we have like a lot of good things working that it's like I'm not just like stuck in this little like are we ever going to get out of this. We're meeting with the right people and we're trying to figure it all out and so we're just coming with it day by day and you know it's all you can do. It's all you can do.
0: Nobody can predict their future. No. So as many times as I was in the hospital with David like doctors tell you things all the time and I'm not I'm not trying to like say that they don't know what they're doing but there's going to be situations where they're not going to have the answer and they have to give you something Mm -hmm. right. They have to give you something. So they start throwing out these Percentages, mm-hmm. right, and things like that, when they really don't actually know how one the patient's going to respond,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they're at right now, what's going to be the outcome if they do a certain kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. So, just to kind of give you a little bit of comfortness, I think that they have to say things the best way possible without stressing the situation mm-hmm. more. So, really good uh, um, comparison. Not comparing no, anything that is going yeah. through. Um, or d- is it anything that I just went through, but I just lost a friend this last week and I met them through Amber and Jason. Amazing, amazing human, Quigley. And he did it feel good and goes to the doctor's. I think he went to the emergency room. He was admitted. He was diagnosed with leukemia and these doctors gave him a lifespan of two to three months with this diagnosis Mm -hmm. and it was just like and it's crazy because it's like i feel like i just saw them you just saw them you know he was dancing with my mom at amber's wedding like literally made my mom's whole night and everybody was kind of crushed with this diagnosis so they were going to go get second opinions and then they were the doctor said but with treatment And this is where I have a very heavy heart with this kind of stuff. With treatment, it's going to prolong his life longer. Mm -hmm. They started the path of treatment, and he lived four weeks. He died on Wednesday night. So he didn't
1: even live the The initial that they gave him with Mm
0: -hmm. no treatment. They started him on this treatment, and it was like two weeks of treatments, and it's just, it's so hard for me to swallow because I've seen it in so many different situations between my own personal journeys, David's journeys, like when I feel like, and and I, I don't want to hate the medical community, but I feel like when certain things start getting put in your body that are all made in a, in a lab somewhere oh, and all of that, that like it like affects. So I had this long conversation with somebody the other day about it and if something were to happen to me. I got to knock on some wood yeah, on that please. one. But if something were to happen to me and I got a, a a devastating result like they just got, I don't really know what my heart would say to do right now. I could tell you what I would want to do. I would go out and live the best life possible mm-hmm. and not do any sort of treatment. Because I don't know if the treatment's going to help or make those last days worse. worse. Mm-hmm. And where do I want my life to go? Where mm-hmm. do I want... To be remembered do i want my kids to remember Mm -hmm. like the last of david like the last of david was terrible Mm -hmm. terrible Mm -hmm. and that's what my kids remember yep you know all of these things and uh, just my own opinion it literally is my own opinion is that when they start pumping you through with all these poisons that are supposed to be killing these things is that really working is it is it beneficial to you or Is it taking things away?
1: Yeah, because your body's already weak, and then it's like you add these new things that are chemically compounded or, you know, whatever. Scary. Like it's it's, just scary. And my heart goes
0: out to his wife, who really is an incredible woman. Uh, Stacey, you're a beautiful, amazing human being, and I know what it's like. I've been there, and I know you're at a loss right now. Mm -hmm. The love of your life is gone. You have such an amazing... Circle surrounding you with love and support right now, and I hope I hope you could see that because I saw that mm-hmm. when David died. Like I saw the amount of people that were I'm instantly sure. there and supporting me mm-hmm. any way that they could and the amount of love that i received mm-hmm. even from strangers like mm-hmm. strangers mm-hmm. support you with love
1: same even so. with when we went through veda's stuff exactly so. and i saw their gofundme and that doesn't take away the loss of a person but you could tell that they were loved or he was loved and a lot of people cared and wanted mm-hmm. to be support any way that they could exactly um and so it's it's heartbreaking um i just watched a movie last night and a lady was um, gonna die of cancer basically inevitably and so she decided to have a living memorial where she got all of her friends together every single person together like one last time and all the people could give up and get a eul- give a eulogy if they wanted and she got to actually hear all the great things that people had to say about her that's and people got to enjoy her one more time and if I'm ever faced with a diagnosis that's inevitable you know and I have to choose like do I want to f- enjoy the next six months or try that journey I think I would go that route and I would you know have a living mo- f- funeral instead of a after funeral and mm-hmm. people could when I did pass they could know that they got to say goodbye and they got to do all the things and you mm-hmm. know it, put it in. perspective. People are going to grieve either way. Absolutely.
0: They're going to grieve with your diagnosis. They're going to grieve after you pass. The people are going to grieve either way. But to be able to be in the moment and see it and enjoy whatever you can until the very end, I feel mm-hmm. like that is so much more important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I literally would probably would go out and rack up every credit card that I have. Right.
1: And just do
0: all the things that I've always wanted to do. Yeah.
1: And just get it all out there. I wish I could. I couldn't leave my husband with all that debt. See, I, I would be leaving nobody with <laughs> yeah. that debt. So... Yeah, I don't think they could come after me. But my I kids. would go on a vacation. I would enjoy my family. I yeah. would you go skydiving. Yeah, do all the I things, would do like, everything. Go on yeah. a road trip. Like I would go see some things. I would, you know, I would eat the, all the food, for real. <laughs> That's exactly it. It'd be like, oh, you've never been to
0: Philadelphia? Well, guess who's getting a cheesesteak tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. You yeah, Just live. But I would live my best life to to the fullest, to the very end. Yeah. I mean, that's. You the, should that's be the doing plan. anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's I the know. plan no matter what. Yeah. Right. To live yeah. in the moment. And yeah. that's what I'm doing right now is I'm living in the moment. Yeah. And enjoying every minute of it. So. That's,
1: yeah. I feel like with Veda's um, journey is I've learned is like you have to live every moment. Moment as it comes because you just don't know. Yeah. You know, you don't know when it's going to change up on you. And it's like that post that I just did on Mm -hmm. 40 Years of Freedom, right? About
0: how, you know, instead of. I I forgot what it said actually. Now I'm going to have to pull
1: it up. But I'm trying to think too. It's space in me. It's all good. I'm going to pull it up right now.
0: It says, instead of hustling. To build a life that looks good, what if you slowed down and cultivated a life that feels
1: good? Which I think is... 100. Right? Yep. Nothing's better than a good life that feels good. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like all we...
0: (laughs) I say it all the time. People must think I'm a huge Beatles fan, and I'm really actually not. There's only one album of the Beatles (laughs) I really like. But I say all the time, all we need is love. Like, all we need is love to get by. And whatever that is, whether that's with a person, with your family, with a cheesesteak, I mean, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, like, you just live your life to the fullest and make it about you and what's important to you, and all your days are good, Yep, you know, and you don't stress about... the little things even the big things like there's things that you can't control in life yeah you can't
1: no you know just whatever whatever take it all with pride and enjoy it exactly yeah
0: and live in the moment like just enjoy what you have
1: yeah speaking of that with our topic today it kind of like goes into what we're about to talk about and like yeah a life-changing day oh my gosh so you know? The, again we get <laughs>
0: on I, a I just listened to our last podcast and it literally was 30 minutes of all like all over the board <laughs> and then we got to our subject so i mean i listened to chad's podcast and he kind of he totally does the same thing he's kind of all over the board with that yeah. but again the whole point of this podcast is to uh reflect on what we just went through last monday and then again what we went through 22 Three. years 23 years er, ago
1: 22
0: 22 years ago, right? Um, So, here in house, we have been working really, really hard on a 9-11 episode that was airing on, that actually, it did air on the Outdoor Channel, the first time that they've ever done a 9-11 tribute. And it was a one hour long episode played back to back to back, three time slots. And Tom put his entire heart and soul into that episode and it was a project like between the two of us like research and that just sits it sits different and i would be watching hours and hours and hours of video and it's like i would have the worst day after that Mm -hmm. like you're just in such a sad place Just remembering it and what happened and why it happened and And
1: the emotions are just as raw 22
0: years later And, and it just brings it all back. Mm-hmm. Like like it happened yesterday. And then I had the pleasure of meeting Jim, who was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a firefighter. His first day was nine eleven, and he, we flew him out here for interviews. And I hung out with him. And I actually had a blast with him. We partied hard. And <laughs> he is just such an amazing human being. And he has this amazing family. But being around him, he's so carefree and so mm-hmm. loving and the whole point of this episode was because chad met these guys in new york a year ago right now he's on the same exact hunt right now but he met them a year ago and finding out about all the cancers and the sicknesses that these firefighters have been going through since 9 11 because of the cleanup efforts Mm -hmm. of 9 11. Mm -hmm. so chad was really passionate about getting this out because kind of does get forgot about absolutely right I so mean, people i don't ever think about and and i don't want this to sound like i don't think about 9-11 i think about I, but i'm not thinking about it on the daily of what our country went through and where we were and where we were after and how we all came together like I'm not, i don't think about that on the regular but i do think about it every 9-11 because mm-hmm. that's all that's on tv right mm-hmm. and it's special after special after special and it was like we lived history in the making correct so it's like yeah. we feel it but my kids didn't know anything about it except for I would make them watch these things with me every nine eleven. Right, right. So Chad wanted to make sure to do this episode. We called it "Have We Forgotten?" Because of this, mm-hmm. because now the amount of firefighters alone who died on nine eleven, but have died since then, it's surpassing. Which that is original. crazy.
1: It blew my mind watching this episode. Right. Yeah. So
0: it's surpassing that. And it's just so sad that these people that literally went to help and find and hope for survivors or find remains of loved ones and cleanup duties for that went on for years, Mm -hmm. that cleanup. And
1: it was a band of people like street people would come help. You know what I mean? Exactly. It was. But the amount of people that are sick
0: now because of those cleanup efforts it's just it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. and this guy jim is sick like he's sick mm-hmm. and he was he was sick and then he got better and then when he was here we found out that he's sick again and it's just like, does he oh, know if he damn. has he mm-hmm. in his head knows that he's not going to live another 10 years wow and just knowing that mm-hmm. is heartbreaking mm-hmm. like how could you i mean we just literally talked about that right mm-hmm. like what would you do what would you do with your
1: life mm-hmm. He has little kids. Mm-hmm. Like little kids. Has he gone to the doctor to find out or he is just like He not. goes to the doctor all the time. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's
0: again, the a doctor's giving a diagnosis with a potential lifespan. We don't nobody really knows. Nobody Look at what knows. just happened yeah. with Quigley. Yep. Right? Yep. Two to three months lasted a month. Yep. You know, so you never really know. So this episode, again, watching all that i was on ebay for weeks trying to buy newspapers from back then and magazines and collecting stuff and phone calls i had so many phone calls with police officers and detectives and firefighters trying to what a cool part of your job though in a way like really getting like firsthand yeah information so um and then all that information is given to tom and tom spent the last six weeks creating that amazing episode so we had a dinner which was amazing i'm glad that chad wanted to do something like this because we thought about how we could all watch it together and we went to red hawk resort and Stephanie did an incredible mm. job there and set everything up. And we were able to invite our closest people. And it was such an intimate thing where we all great. had dinner and cocktails and we were able to watch the show. And I, that's the first time I'd seen it. I hadn't Which is seen cool. it before. Chad and of course, Tom, right? Because he's the one who created the episode. But Chad had already seen it because he had to send it for approval. He had to approve it. I'm pretty sure Klee at that point had seen it. I missed that opportunity because I didn't know that that's what they were doing to like kind of preview it. And I really wanted to see it because my sister came out. And that's another thing I want to talk about. When my sister came out for my birthday, we found out that they were going to interview Christy. So Chad's cousin, and she's an elementary school teacher. And Chad wanted, again, the name of the show, Have We Forgotten? what's being talked about in schools how are they making sure that this is relevant information Mm -hmm. that kids should know it's in history kids of any age should know and she 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 teaches littles my sister teaches littles and my sister was here and so i threw it out there and my sister said that she would like to like she'd be part of it for sure so she came and i remember tom set her up in uh, inside the house and my sister talked and mind you, they used a clip right mm-hmm. a yep. m- minute worth of information from my sister. so she did was in the show, so was Christy saying they're part of what they do because it's not required for it's not in the curriculum mm-hmm. at, at that young of an age, it's not in the curriculum f- to talk about 9 eleven or terrorism or any of that kind of stuff the mm-hmm. efforts. they leave it up to the teacher and so my sister my sister goes above and beyond with every holiday every veterans day Mm -hmm. memorial day she's handing out these little red poppies to everybody in the classroom things like that my sister makes sure that they celebrate it and they talk about it and they have and she teaches really little so she teaches pre-kindergarten and they get to choose like something to color, whether if that's a police officer, a firefighter, mm-hmm. or an American flag, mm-hmm. you know, and they color it. She talks about it and she talks about things that probably is a little too young. But these parents come back and appreciate my sister for it. And Good. they come back and be like, I'm so glad that this is being talked about because there's people in the exact same grade level as my sister that aren't doing anything because Mm -hmm. it's not in the curriculum it's not written down in the book they're supposed to read there's nothing that's given to them to provide this information to these kids and christy said the same thing and my sister when she was here did this and i was weeping through the interview my sister started crying at some point at at one point of it because it takes us all back Mm -hmm. it takes us all back to that day because we lived it Mm -hmm. we were part of it And it's not being taught to these kids. So the forgotten part is definitely an issue because, Mm -hmm. again, we remember it once a year on one day every year. We actually talk about it. We watch the videos over and over again. It's not being taught in classrooms or anything like that. And it's scary, I would say, Mm -hmm. that my kids didn't really know anything about it except for what i would teach them and it's not like i'm a teacher or anything like that but what i would make them watch yep and then have this conversation with them afterwards of what happened and what i thought was Mm -hmm. the problem or the issue or the this is my outlook on the entire thing compared to some parents who are like oh my kids can't watch that they're too young for that Like I made sure my kids watched it every single year because I needed them to understand the importance of our country, of our freedoms, of where we are, of history. Literally, Mm -hmm. that was the biggest. That was the the biggest. biggest, I don't know how to say it right without sounding like an idiot, but that was that was the biggest impact that our country has ever seen in terrorism. Yeah, right. The biggest impact that hopefully we'll ever see. Yes, hopefully. Right? Hopefully we'll ever see. So coming back again and then figuring out, like, with my boys, because I wanted to have that conversation with them, because they came to the dinner Mm -hmm. to watch the show, too. They are learning it right now in U.S. history class in high school, which... I'm glad to hear that. It really, like, made me feel good. Mm -hmm. Like, and again, it's not part of the curriculum, but the teachers, they both have the same U.S. history teacher... Like, they watched the movie um, the movie about the, the plane that they took over. I mm-hmm. forget what the name of the movie is. Um, oh, Flight 93. Yes. Uh-huh. So they, they watched that the entire week of mm-hmm. uh, before 9-11, leading up to 9-11. And the t- teacher was talking about how important it is to understand this yep. in our... U.S. history. I'm like,
1: very glad that the right? teachers are talking about that. Yeah, and because like these kids right now in high school were not alive. It doesn't mean they don't need to know about it. They they definitely need. I wasn't to I was not alive during Vietnam. Exactly. We had to learn about. That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. There's. It's very important. It happened on our land. It changed so much about our country. Um, our country's still at war for it. Absolutely. Like really think of that. Absolutely. And on on top of like the people that died um, the day of 9/11, all of our soldiers that have died fighting for our country since then Mm -hmm. and all the people dying of cancer because of that it's like the shit rolls downhill like you know when, yeah. when it's like when the dominoes start to fall in other ways they keep going and so um they do need to know about that and I, I I mean like my own daughter will watch it because Brad and I are we love America we love you know like we watch all those 9-11 remembrance things every year mm-hmm. um we talk about it we still think it's so crazy we see the videos we still get chills um yeah and so it should be addressed and Um, like I said, my kids will know about it, whether their teachers teach it or not, because I'll make sure that they do, but I'm glad that there are teachers out there that are putting that into their curriculum. Yeah. I don't think anybody, well, we're on this
0: side of the country, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we fully can, like we could fully have that understanding of what happens until you're there. And I have luckily been now to New York three times, Mm -hmm. and every single trip, I've been there, so I've been to the um, to Ground Zero, yep. to where the fountains are, yep. the museum. Seriously, probably one of the most emotional places I've ever like. I can't say emotional places I've ever been, but like it's done so beautifully Mm -hmm. the museum is done so beautifully and the tribute the fountains like everything in there like you just have you're full of emotion when you're there and i've done it three times Uh and the first time like i cried all the way through it Mm -hmm. second time i cried when i was in a certain area and the third time i went with um chad and anna and the kids and they had never been there i think actually anna had been there but i'm making sure to point things out right that i didn't really notice the, the first time maybe a little bit more the second time but i wanted to make sure that they noticed since totally that could have been like the only time absolutely that they'd ever been there and it, to the point where when you go around the fountains which are just they're absolutely beautiful their the grounds beautiful, are amazing beautiful mm-hmm. but they have that it's like a metal placard that goes all, all way the way around it with all the names of everybody who died mm-hmm. right and then people place white roses in it when it's their birthdays and there was, the first time I went, I was with my cousin and my uncle, and where I was standing, my hand, and this is going to, people are going to think I'm nuts, and I don't even care, because <laughs> it was a moment that I experienced and I'll never forget, but where I was standing, my hand was like kind of on a name, and it was so cold on that one name, and then I'd move my hand just a little bit over to a different name, and it wasn't the same temperature, Whoa. and I, like every time I kept going and then I'd grab my cousin's hand and I'd do the same thing and she was kinda like, Wow, that's weird. Like why is it so cold on that one right. name? Like it was just I don't know. It was just like this experience and mm-hmm. I'll just you never feel forget it. that.
1: You feel it when you're yeah, there. You feel totally. it. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I haven't done on the um the um, museum. I would love to. Uh, we were going to, the lines were just insane. And so we really took it in though when we were on the property and we were looking at everything that's been done there. And then they have like the Freedom Tower. And it's just, it's just crazy that we lived that. Yeah.
0: And we did. We lived it. We mm-hmm. saw it. Yep. I remember exactly where I was. I want to talk about it one more time about the museum because when I got the tickets, I was in charge of that entire New York trip mm-hmm. for Chad and the family. And I was lucky enough to go, go along. But when I got the tickets, I thought I bought the tickets for the day, this one day. And then we get there, and there's a big sign saying it's closed. And I'm like, no, I have tickets. And I was a mess. So I was just like, oh, my God. I'm ruining the trip. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And the lady's like, no, your tickets are for tomorrow. We're closed on Tuesdays. So they're closed every Tuesday because it happened on a on Tuesday. A Tuesday.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so they're closed every Tuesday. That's the only day of the week that they're closed. Wow. But they're closed every Tuesday because it
1: happened on a Tuesday. Makes sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um, That... special dinner that we went to was amazing and tom did do a great job editing it and the brothers that were in it and their like their charisma and like their their demeanor together was really cool to see and they were very traditional new york firefighters and it was it was amazing to hear that story and it did leave me with a lot of perspective of just like how crazy it is that so many people are still dying because of one event that happened september eleventh, two 2001 yeah It's wild.
0: And I got the pleasure of meeting them both when we went on this New York trip. So Mm -hmm. we went out to dinner with Jim and Bo one night. And then one of the last nights that we were there, we went out to dinner with Jim and his family another night. And so I knew them beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then Jim came here. And Mm -hmm. it's just like just knowing these people and how amazing they are and the life that they lived and what they're still doing and what they're still part of. Like, it's just they they are the epitome of heroes in my eyes absolutely in my eyes that that's a hero yep when i see these kids that are like lebron james is is my hero i agree i feel like it's a slap in the face Mm -hmm. you know some nfl star whether it's you know i'm not even gonna say his name because i can't stand him as a football player but um just like just Tom say Brady. Tom Brady like Tom Brady right yeah. so and they're like he's a he's an American hero, hero. Yeah. no, he's, no not. he's not he's not he's done nothing he's not. but he's throw a, a ball yeah right <laughs> yeah. when he's there's not people he's never who put his life on the
1: line yeah. for another soul and put
0: their lives on the line to try and save Selflessly. people and then continued cleanups are still having issues or dying in record numbers those are the heroes that, we, that need to be celebrated on a mm-hmm. regular basis
1: absolutely yeah I am 100% with you Crazy. So
0: if there's anything that I can instill in my kids is that they can realize the difference. Yeah. Between the two.
1: Totally. Right. Agreed. One's a superstar. Yeah. yeah that's you different. can idolize them, but they're not a hero. Yeah. A hero is there's a completely different person that fits that definition. Exactly. exactly. So
0: to my kids, I mean, Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin. Rock God. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Super rad human being. I hope we get the chance to meet him one day. But Jim Hodges, that's a hero to recognize. That's a hero to celebrate. I Bo agree. Hodges, hero. Yep.
1: All of them. All the All ones that them. were running up that stairwell to save other people's mm-hmm. families when they have their own families. All heroes, you know? Yeah.
0: So it was an emotional night for sure. Yeah. My mom cried through it. I, um, I,
1: I definitely shed some tears because it it brings you back. The chills that you get are the same chills you got the day of. Yep. Where were you? What, how was, how was 9-11? I know
0: exactly what I, I remember. The, Everyone, I feel like. Yeah. So I worked years. for Safeway at the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I had to work really early mornings. And I just remember that morning, I didn't know what had happened yet. Um, but people were calling in sick and I was over it. Like, and that was going to be my day of covering all these shifts. Mm-hmm. And the second person had called in sick and I, and I feel so bad now because now I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, She had called in sick and I just was, I kind of went off and I was like, I need a doctor's note. Like I need a doctor's note to excuse you. And she kind of went off on me completely understandable. But she didn't say like, Hey, there's been this tragedy. Nothing. Okay. And then my boss comes in and I'm like, so-and-so called in sick and -and so-and-so called in sick. And then she started yelling at me. She's like, Jennifer, do you know what's happened? And I was just like, no, like I'm busy. Mm Mm-hmm and she's just like go in the break room and so i go in the break room and the manager had come and turned on all the tvs we had all these tvs for like meetings Mm -hmm. and i don't even i didn't even know we could watch tv in there and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden like it was just live of all of that and i remember sitting there and just watching those towers fall down Mm -hmm. like right there i remember Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll never forget that
1: yeah It's just crazy. Where were you? Um, I was younger. I I was in the eighth grade and um, my getting ready for school and the phone rang and like the house phone, who has a house phone anymore? (laughs) Um, And I answer it and it was the manager for my parents' business and he was like, parents need to turn on the news right now. And so my, I think my dad was in the shower and I went and got my mom and we turned on the TV and it was just so confusing at first because it was like right when the first plane had hit. And it, nobody thought it was an accident. Yeah. And nobody really knew anything. And so we were just like, wow, how horrible, you know? And so I went to the bus stop, got on the bus and our bus driver had it on like, NPR or whatever, listening to like what it was talking about. Um, by the time I got to school and into my first class, all the teachers had it on. Every single TV. Nobody did anything that day. And right when we got to our first class, the tower started to fall. So it was like that 20 or whatever minutes in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and um just mind-blowing. I mean, life-changing. Parents, kids were dropping out of, leaving school that day. Parents were coming to pick them up. Once everything, like, everyone knew what was going on and all those other planes were missing and planes were getting grounded, Um, our parents came to pick us up and they're like, you don't have to go to school tomorrow. We watched the news for, like, three days straight trying to make sense of all this. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember having nightmares that, like, a plane was going to crash into my house because I just, you know, like, you just can't wrap your head around, like, why (coughs) something like like, that would happen. Yeah. Um, Because you didn't understand what was happening in the world at that moment absolutely and so for us that became like a learning opportunity in school at that time like all of our teachers were talking about you know especially in history or whatever it was um, what was really going on and what was about to happen and we learned so much about just like the government and everything in that time Um, so it's important that other kids know that Um, but it was life-changing I mean I, I remember that day as clear as day it's yep. clear as day. Like, you know, there's a lot of days in my younger self that I don't remember. But Same here. that's one that will bring me back one hundred percent every yep. time. Um and I hope we never have to experience Same such here. a nightmare, you know. Same here. I hope our children, their children
0: yep. never see anything like what we experienced. Yeah. And I hope people don't forget, you know. I don't want them to forget. But it's people like us that make sure that they don't. Yeah. People who lived it, people who we know lived it, mm-hmm. people like things that we've seen on TV, even my kids. Mm-hmm. Like you got to continue talking about it. Yep, absolutely. The importance of our history.
1: Yeah, I'm. I agree.
0: So, I mean, it's it's just a lot. It's sad. It's so sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it cannot be forgotten, it and can't I be. think that they did a beautiful job of putting that episode together. Me too. And i'm so proud to be part of this company when they do projects especially like that totally because i'm not part passionate of the hunting right. life or i pass- like i'm not that's not my life yep. so i can't be passionate about ducks right, right? <laughs> but when they put their heart and soul into a project like this where it's something that i am so passionate about i'm so passionate about our country i'm so passionate about our heroes the firefighters the police officers the paramedics all of that the regular civilians that were there about what's happening in our country, the wars that are happening, like I'm so passionate about all of mm-hmm. that. And to see that passion pour through in an episode that was shown on the Outdoor Channel, I couldn't be more proud.
1: Good, you should be, because it was really special night and I'm glad we got to be a part of that. It felt like we were like even more in than if we sat at home and watched it, which we would have because we just, you know, love. We always watch like a new thing that comes out, even though we've seen it a hundred times, you, there's always a different perspective and mm-hmm. you learn a little bit more, you know? Yeah. So. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. It was good yeah. to be part of, and I couldn't yeah. again, like I said,
0: I'd be more proud to be part of that episode. The only airing of a documentary that would will ever probably be on the Outdoor yeah. Channel. Like, and and what that a was good all of us.
1: angle and story for Chad to gather from that hunt. You mm-hmm. know, like this needs to be told. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So special. Thank you, Chad, for. Letting all of this come to light and Tom for doing an amazing job on this episode. Like, again, I really couldn't be more proud to be part of this company and the things that we are trying to show the world and see it through maybe a different perspective of some sort mm-hmm. and keep keep talking about it and to keep remembering and making sure that our children and their children's children and all of us will never forget what happened the terrible tragedy that happened on that day so again I couldn't have been more proud I still am so proud people talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. still since they've seen the episode Chad got a huge response from everybody awesome I'm glad to hear that yeah it was really a special thing to be part of so Mm -hmm. That was kind of a sad one. I know it kind of all was. I know, you know, right? from beginning to end. Yeah, but, but it's life, it you know, is life. and it has to be talked about. Exactly. So. so, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. That's it. To the Hodges family, thank you guys for sharing your experiences. To not just New York firefighters and police officers, to everyone who puts their life on the line every day for us Mm -hmm. like god bless you yep the heroes you guys are really the true heroes of this country and i wish you guys were recognized more and if there's anything that i could do to help promote that in my own household and make sure my kids understand that that's what that's my same my that's my
1: task for sure so god bless america god bless america greatest country might be a little iffy right now but still proud to be an american exactly those interest rates (laughs) yeah
0: well, that's all I got for today. All right. I'm glad we could make some time for this. Me too. It was a good day. I love you, friend. I love you too. You guys have a great day and make sure that if you're not following us yet, follow us. Let us know. What do you guys want us to hear? I put it some feelers out there this week. Like, what do you guys want us to talk about? Yeah. What do you want to hear? Local community stuff. We got to brainstorm. Yeah, we definitely do. So thank you to The Foul Life. Again, amazing show that you guys produced. And thank you to This Life Ain't For Everybody for believing in our podcast. Allie Beck, always. Thank you for editing and putting it all together for us. We love you guys. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.